10 times 2 plus 2 times 10 plus 2. Mighty Zinc Master and Toilet Pie to end the charade at electric noon. Generation Western will see resurgence. Bid farewell to the bitter, chapped smell of tinned beef. Find him in the lines. One, five on caps lock. Two, the master will become control alt delete. Three, Megan's wish will command. Four, the bondo will brondo. Five, the captain is our pinky A to pinky colon. More dom drips to be reveals. Typo. Sincerely, Domino. K N O W. <laughs> so did he play for the Cleveland Browns? Is he still a president? <laughs> is, that, is that Jim Brown? Is nah, that the no. corpse of Brandon Lee? <laughs> yeah. what, are these presidents or not? The first one that came out was just a guy getting, <laughs> getting washed scrubbed, by his son. Getting washed like a car. Getting washed <laughs> by his son. <laughs> you hit him oh right up God. front. Hit him right in the mouth. Jerk practice. Jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. It was so funny because it's like we stayed with Ash's mom. Uh, we went there and had a few days and spent Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day we woke up super early and we're driving to South Dakota. So we left Evansville, Indiana, and we just got to pass through like Missouri. Like we basically you go to St. Louis and then you just drive straight from St. Louis up through Iowa and Nebraska into South Dakota. And holy shit, Hans, like if you should find yourself listening to terrestrial radio Call your sponsor, phone your best friend, because it is an intellectual <laughs> skid row. Really? It is just, it's so, uh, because we'll listen to podcasts, but like Harvey gets too antsy, so we just put on the sure. radio, and it's so, it's so, it's so, I just, hard, I right? was constantly just taking notes, because either it's like, in, in Ohio, it's like a mono radio conglomerate. So every station is a derivative of news media, regardless news of media its country, art. alternative, yeah. rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It's all controlled by it's the iHeartRadio yeah, company who has just yeah. like slowly. So it's either commercials for their podcasts you'd never want to listen to with like, it's Danny Bonaducci and friends. Dan Bongino. Paris <laughs> Hilton and lawyers. You're like, what? I don't, I, I just don't didn't i don't care so there's that or you get into the rough and rugged wild west where you can like hit a good station that plays different songs of the era not of the same 10 and there was this one and i couldn't get my phone out fast enough to type it down but it was on this country station and i can only imagine the video look like a travis tritt video from the late 80s, early 90s, because the whole song was this guy <laughs> talking about how mad the TV makes him. 
how Ooh. mad he gets. And it's just about him yelling at the TV, yelling at this world for changing. And I shit you not, uh-huh. the part was like, I can't wait to tell Hans. Because in the whole milieu of clearly this guy, the, the times that this man lives in don't sure. suit his worldview. Uh, he has this throwaway line where he's like, and they're tearing down our statues in our squares. And I was like, he's a pro statue guy. So it was a contemporary It's contemporary. It's from now. It's so. He doesn't like streaming services? He so, doesn't like all the new content? Nah, it just doesn't suit him because it's all propaganda, as he said in the song. He loves Fucking his home and his downers, kids. It man. was just. I was like, wow. He's going super niche with his genre song. That's that's what people are doing on both sides. Just like fucking hunkering in. America is the Marigiano line or whatever the fuck oh, it yes, is, right? Yes, just line, digging, yeah. just... digging, digging trenches, man. Nobody is willing just to be like, you suck, I suck. They're just like, I guarantee you there's like a, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh. Uh, not Fiona Apple. Who's a little more progressive? Um, can't like think of her name. Bjork? Tanya. No, it's like a Bjork. Tori Amos. Tori Amos. Yes. Yeah, she's got a song that's like, they're building walls, make them falls. You know, like it's just like, <laughs> come on, man. It's just like, just sing about, you know, it's a guy you don't like or or sure. a gal or the weather. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dad. I, mean, I need but... a country song. Just sing about the weather, liberals. <laughs> I'm mad at the clouds. Because then the <laughs> third verse the... is about how the government That's has weather. That's what the Rolling Stones did. <laughs> we, we, what is their song? We don't like going to school. No, what it, or no, those are school children. <laughs> I don't know. We can't always get, which is just generic. They're just generics. Give me a generic any day. What are the Beatles? What's that one song? Um, yeah. Across I, the universe. I've watched space, part of time. that documentary on Disney. And like, I heard that was really like half good. of the, it's fantastic. It rekindles that sort of middle school kid in me that loves the Beatles. Sure. Because yeah. you get to see the process, which is fantastic. Because I love that, like any any of insight course. into a writer's room. So it's like the coolest dudes in the universe. Like George Harrison brings a Buddhist monk who's just chilling there the whole time. Of course, right? Uh, but you get to see them work out songs that you know. And what I didn't realize, like half of the songs on Let It Be, they just like I like John Lennon, but John Lennon is a guy who doesn't do his homework. Like, everybody ah, showed yeah. up with stuff, and they're like, John, you got anything? We still need, like, ten more songs. He just went, eh, nah. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, uh, Paul. Is that how you got? Paul has to go back into the notebooks, and he's like, dust that off. That blocky S on there with S and Beatles. They literally oh, break yeah. out notebooks from when they were 14. I love it. And they start noodling on songs they wrote when they're 14. And I was like, oh, that's where that song came from. And John's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And, you know, they just goose it up and Ringo gets in there and John's in there. And you're like, that sounds like a good song. Just came out of this guy's notebook from right. 20 just years pl- ago. Plucked it. it. That's what that's that's a writer's deadline, man. That's what deadlines do to writers. They're like, 
Fuck, 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 fuck. It work. This guy didn't come with shit. <laughs> Let's bust out fucking... Uh, oh, Lennon pulled God the like, hey man, I show up and magic happens. And it's like, he was having a dry day that day because it was just like, blink, blink, blink. And it's like, he couldn't even play guitar. Yeah, but his magic happens because he's got a couple jobbers around him. That's what people need to understand. You know, Paul might have come out with like, you know, Sam play having wonderful Christmas time. That moves a record but, though. <laughs> fuck yeah. He, in his notebook, it just, you know, it said, you know, Christmas ideas, bells, Rudolph, like it's just a big like bubble thing. <laughs> no, it's like, like that, the, uh, that we learn as children, the idea bubble. Yes. Christmas idea is in the middle bubble. and he's just putting branches <laughs> off of it. What's it? Yeah, the branch, the branch, uh, whatever. The, yeah. Oh yeah, I heard that was good, man. Uh, it was good. Um, I, there's one more thing from the trip and I was just like, because okay, I told you there are a few stations that you're like. God, I haven't heard this song in a long oh, time. Yeah. You get like yeah, two or yeah, three yeah. songs and you're like, how do they get away with just seemingly having an actual DJ programming for the moment? Like you could feel like it was the day. It's like, cool, right. I like this song. I'm dropping this one. This one fits well with this. I got a little little narrative arc going with my songs. Then we go to a commercial break and Ash and I'd be like, damn, how do these guys like do this? And then you get to the commercial segment. You're like, oh. Because it is the most pop-up addy ads. I love the previous episode we were talking about Car Talk guys. You were like, what's yeah. the Car Talk guy guys doing? Well, one of them has unfortunately passed. The other one is doing commercials for eBay cars. Ooh. So you don't have to go to the store. You just go to eBay cars and either order a whole car or sure, order or pieces, pieces of car. And, that, and then that commercial literally played three times in a row back to back and then we heard the fucking crown jewel of fucking commercials it was so good i got i was driving so i had to be like we need to pull over for gas soon because i have to write this down so i don't forget it so it starts and i was like we are listening to like a rock station so of course it's got a kind of gravelly hey gravelly sure. voice and i thought it was gonna be a bit for like truck month or something because it starts like as low budget of a, it's like a jp commercial and he's just like hey it is the season to be jolly if you i know it's a tough time for people and you're like he's got he's got that east coast mafioso accent i was like okay right that's a choice it's a bit going it's a bit going Right. And he's going on and he's talking about the location. It's off the highway. Check us out at the I-90 Expo. And I'm like, what is this? Is it going to be a flea market? No, it was a commercial for a, a giant strip club. Oh, do they have to advertise? That's what I thought. I was like, ooh, must COVID. be hurting with COVID if you got to get a yeah. radio ad. And then it goes into the features of the place. And so he goes on like, hey, okay, I know you might get in trouble with your lady friend. So we offer, why don't you bring her? Uh, we yeah. have couples therapy with one of our local beauties. <laughs> so you, and in my head, I was like, you have, there are two types of people. You either take it as a, the dopey fish out of water character who is like, my wife hates that I go to the strip club. 
So I'm bringing her with. We could talk to a specialist with her boobs hanging out. And you're like, that doesn't happen. It's never going to work. Your wife's going to know where you're going. Or you get two creeps who don't know how to approach a stranger to enter a three-way. So you have just a, a pair of leches. I was going to say, leching yeah, leches. Over a That's performer. the Go vice versa. Like, woman brings hubby to Chippendales. Man brings oh, that's there wifey go. to Strippendales. And it's like, nope, I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust a couple that's Who's into like, it. I also like right Will now, Ferrell all I picture, thing. yes, all I picture at a strip club is a bunch of spike COVID proteins just on top of each other as buffet. dust has blown <laughs> onto them. So they've taken the shape of a human body and then the dust that's attached to them makes it look like skin <laughs> and they're just right. floating in the breeze dancing. That's how much COVID no, is in a strip it's club like off I-90 out, right now. It's like a, a bit from the invisible man. Like, yes, you can see the dust particles floating through the shafts of sunlight because the windows are open and it's just the yeah, like you said, the spike proteins have formed the spectral forms of the humans that once were there. And they're just, and the music's like real slow. (laughs) And it's as abusive as that latest Invisible Man that came out with Elizabeth Moss. Like it literally just grabs the lech by the neck and holds him up and breathes (laughs) into their open mouth. They jump. Uh, But the best part about the commercial was the, the cold tag. And it was, you should come. They got 20 hotties, three naughties, and plenty of meow. Caddies? <laughs> oh, plenty of pussy? Yeah. Oh, man. So they went with the, the hotties and only three naughties and plenty of meow. meow. So are, is it not like we're not hot or we're naughty? They're not hot. They were like. They're advertising the knotties? Three hots and a knot. Three hots, a knot, and uh, plenty of feline uh, fun. And plenty of scratch, huh? Um, I was like, all right, radio. Who's the naughty? What poor stripper is listening to that going to work going, hey, wait a minute. It's like the thing. They're all looking around the room like, which one of us is the naughty? As it cuts over to... (laughs) Tony Baloney, the inside, the inside out cut. pig with tentacle feet and panties on. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> it's got a beach. Oh, just disgusting! Oh my god! Yeah. Speaking of hotties, did you see that high cut, high cut Selick wearing the jockstrap? That was a that I sent you photograph. That's, we're miss. it's an era, an, a bygone era, where hunks can wear high-cut jocks. High-cut, like, they were like the jockeys. Oh, yeah. And, and it didn't just, dis- like, name one celebrity that can, like, if George Clooney put on a high-cut G-string right yeah. now. For, that was for, like, People Magazine, 1988. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. And Tom Selleck didn't affect his career. No. Got the ladies salivating. Now George Clooney's in People Magazine talking about saving Cambodia. And in, he's, not in a, he's not in a 
jocks. He's not in a cup, you know. <laughs> what if they forced him? He had to. You could save Cambodia. We're only covering it if you're shirtless and the high cut jockeys. And the photo you sent, Hans sent it to me on Christmas, sent it to Mitch and I on Christmas. It was like Merry Christmas. And it's this orange, tan, patinaed photo. And it's Selleck. And it's that classic pose where you got. It's Arm like if you are in the n- almost nothing underwear, you suffer from where do I put my hands? So right, it's like right. the go-tos the are you put the one behind your head and then the other one always gets hooked right in the waistband. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just doing that leaning. It's got the jean hook. Yeah. And there's no. Oh, what, how about that? Loop, put some loops on there so you can do a proper hook. Hang your keys. <gasps> A high-cut jock with belt loops? That's what we're missing. <laughs> That's what Clooney needs. If he's traveling I got to get a hold of... I was just going to say, people don't. People aren't risque enough anymore, but Beyonce's got a new line out with mm-hmm. Adidas where it's legit. I was like... Meg was like, this is fake. I was like, no, it's real. And she went, oh, yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. For Adidas sportswear, it's Adidas chaps. And Beyonce it's, is yes. beautiful, so she looks amazing in it. But it's a made for her with body. a G string, and her luscious buns are out. And but you're just like, what? So are, who's going to be wearing this to the gym? And if so, towel out those machines. Please wipe that machine down, because uh, you're going to get Come the on. two half moons just. And you know you're going to get a few. You know that guy that skateboards down Thirty Fourth Street. He might, you know. Yeah. Tweak on a few Adidas. You chaps. sent that photo, and I was like, "We are dangerously close to actually approaching Mike Judge's idiocracy oh, yeah. level." I was like, "Assless gym chaps." It's a it's Adidas rodeo like urban rodeo collection. It's straight out of Jay Peterman catalog. It's, it's the like, urban sombrero. I can't you can't have that's a, too much skit. There's only a, f- a few people that we've encountered, and we've spoke about them many times that can pull that off in New York City shamelessly i'm just thinking like you're gonna get a rash oh i'm not shaming you can wear whatever you want i'm just saying sitting on the subway with hey, that y- yeah come on come on even standing on the subway get a little bo- oh excuse me sir you think you're touching somebody's hand <laughs> that's a nice one even if it's beyonce's buns i don't want to touch somebody's buns on the subway yeah not COVID. subway not subway buns Mm-mm. Oh, that's, oh shit, that's what I was gonna, oh, well, back to Selix High Cuts. I'm just saying, we, return. Um, we're too conservative nowadays, Yeah, people should be willing to, well, then we're just talking about Beyonce's High Cuts, but she's selling something. Yeah. He was selling I'm talking his, about. he was selling season five of Magnum. I'm, Herschel Walker's down in a race down in Georgia, comes out with some highs. Oh yeah, he's he's walking with it. Sorry, Democrats. Vote. Sorry, Warnock. <laughs> I'd rather see Reverend Warnock in a pair of high cut briefs with a priest uh, collar on him, <laughs> right in the middle, right <laughs> right under the navel. What is that called? The the white right? Oh, the black the, the black the collar on the white shirt. The priest wear. Oh, I didn't send you guys a picture of this, but I was trying. We were talking about what were we talking about? Um... Something with underwear yesterday, or oh, because oh, oh, we were because uh, Mitch's response to uh, oh, Beyonce's yeah, yeah. Uh, urban chaps was like, "Ooh, I wonder if people will let me into the Indian buffet with these." Right, right, right. 
To which I was like, you're going to need one napkin for the shirt and then one daintily tucked in your thong. And so I googled uh, napkin tucked in thong, <laughs> but I, all I got was, I was like, million dollar idea. It was just a napkin for your lap that looked like bare legs with a pair of briefs on. Not bad. Not bad, right? Bringing it back. Bring it back. That's, that's some Spencer gifts. Get the skew number people on People are that. napkin crazy. My mom's napkin crazy. Yeah. My Love a good napkin. She's got napkins. Love a good napkin. I just and it's always it. like, I drink to think. <laughs> you stink. <laughs> you know? It's always about drinking or, or horny. You know, they're either horny <laughs> or, or drinky. And when they both cross paths, happy new year. I think, but I didn't get, it is crazy. The wind here, as I look out the window, I just keep seeing people's, like the garbage came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like slowly skirting across, like there's just garbage cans in a pile just dancing to the outside. right of me. Yeah. It's just so windy. So my dog was barking all night last night because there's like a piece of tin in the, um, of course. or just the way it works in the um, chimney, mm -hmm. just like bubbles and bellows, you know, like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what I'm talking Whatever mm -hmm. that's called with the metal, it makes like the thunder sound. So just randomly it'll just go boom, boom. Ooh. You can only hear it inside and it's loud and something got in my head. It's good if you have so little you know children what? and little dogs. Right. 2022, this is what it gave me. It, it'll be quick because nobody likes hearing about your dreams. But I just woke up and I was like, really? That's what you gave me? It was just me swimming in the ocean with animal corpses and human corpses and just feeling grossed out if they like brushed across my face because I was in like a net. So these corpses, <laughs> a giraffe corpse and an elephant corpse. And all I was trying to do was swim away from these corpses because I had homework due in sixth grade. That was the dream I got to have last. That's what I, Merry Christmas. Like, why do I, come on, come on, brain. Corpse, <laughs> give me some swimming corpse. in corpses. And the best thing you got to give me is when I finally get out of it there. Oh, and the homework due was like, it, I like had to re-edit like a, ELO song or something. It was awful. <laughs> it's so funny you said that because I had a really odd dream and like the first half was very intense. It had to do with like some rich guy and drugs and like chasing. Yeah. And it kind of had like a dark comedy tinge to it. And then the dream just morphed into me trying to explain it to you on the podcast, but I could only remember half of it. So I was just like, when you do that at a party, and you're like, oh, I had this crazy dream. Oh, yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Eh, 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 eh. I got it. And you're like, why did I even start talking? And I was like, thanks, Dream. Because awesome. I'm going to have to do that in real life tomorrow when I see Hans. Just happened. We're just living the meta. Oh, that's so funny. You're, you talked about... NPR. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to... Hey, baby. Package deal. I'm trying to... Uh... Uh, like like an old shoddy businessman. I'm like, we got 600 hours of content. Where's the media company? Who can I go to? Be like, you know what? You want a catalog? We got a catalog, well, baby. From one one a.m. to two thirty a.m. I'm trying to get you and I independently working here because I'm like, you got a catalog already. We work cheap. We produce. Yeah. We edit. We create the content. 
Come on, iHeartMedia. Put a, uh, put us next to damn Bongino. Between <laughs> Bongino, put Car Talk. All you got to do is literally you can put all those episodes in an interface. A pop an ad on front of on front of any of oh, them. Yeah. Boom. Put one in the middle. Drop one in the middle. It's so funny, but uh, just bringing it back. To you got to bleep that out radio. then. I don't want to like, offend my future <laughs> employer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we will bleep plenty. I don't I don't want to be on the same station as Rob. NPR. Here, just Have here. I'll say it right now us. and we can drop it in. NPR. Just cut that out. Drop it in. And you just. Oh, perfect. I love it. I love it. Let's talk it. Because um, I'm never working for say, that outfit. Nah, no. Nah, take your national endowment for the arts. I was looking. <laughs> I was like, can I get us an artist grant for the podcast, too? I think the answer is fraud. Basically, they really, they're really a little litigious about that. Yeah, like you and I, like, it, like I just feel like we'd have a meal or something. Be like, motherfuckers, you didn't talk about that meal on the podcast. Welcome to the clink. <laughs> You're going to Rikers. We could podcast about that. Crooked podcasters. That's the next. See where 2022 takes us. And I hope it's not um, dying in a storage container. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Yeah. Literally sad. But I, I putting it on myself, I'm just haunted by it. Rest in peace, Rob, Rob Bruce. Bruce, pop culture. Collector, yeah, yeah. As seen on uh, apparently, Man. yep. Uh, to all involved, when they were sending their condolences, a hell of a haggler. You have to be. Everybody led with that motherfucker. He haggled me out of some some swag. No, he knew what he was doing. Ash and I had an interaction with him a few times because we would do the um, Asbury right Asbury Park Comic Con. And one year on. we got hosed on a table. We didn't mm-hmm. care, but we just, they were like, yeah, yeah, this isn't your table. So we're like, okay, well, do you have somewhere else to go? So we got, a, not the best spot, but whatever, we don't care. And like the next year we did it, he remembered us and was like, that's never happening again. You guys are getting the best table. Nice. Well, and he was always a nice guy. Yeah, but yeah he's to, a good dude. But it's the demise, an unfortunate demise for someone who, you know. I'm sure had bins and bins full of old Garfield Burger King collectibles and would haggle. Do you think it's a monkey paw situation? I don't know, because it was the basement of a storage facility, also office. So I'm picturing cot, hot plate with a can of chili on it. I know, I know. Chili fumes. That is probably not true at all. It's probably not. It's probably not as grim Can't as speak ill. you and I the, put ourselves into in, yes. in in our path of empathy. I'm like, well, if it was me, it'd be way worse. Yes, I'm putting myself in his boots. He was probably doing some work and on something unfortunate happened, although the report said nobody could get a hold of him for a few days. So, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, hot plate, cot. Old TV set. It does sound nice. I, hey, like as we're talking about it, you were putting kind of a shine on it. Where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm salivating nice over TV, that whole now. Get a little. I'm sure that antenna reaches a little 16 yeah. inch black and white. You don't get cell phone service, so nobody can bug uh, you like your family for a few days. No card long enough to have a computer down there, so it's just pad and paper, pen, and magazines. ABC family. <laughs> 
on VHS is because you haggled Hans out of his VHS collection. And 1989 Japanese pop figures. Actually, he's credited with bringing... Uh, uh, obviously, we're joking, but it's tragic. He is credited for bringing, like, uh, Far Eastern popular, like, toy culture to the West. I like, can see he's that, He's responsible for, sure. for, like, introducing all that stuff, too. He looks like a guy who, like, kicked around Japan in the 80s. Oh, he knew his shit. No, he kicked around. He, I've heard him tell his story. He kicked around fucking avenue a in the 80s with a needle in his arm robert bruce lived he lived, lived the, life. the life of the heroin using toy collector which would be a tom Waits song i suppose <laughs> oh that's perfect you can in the table the chili on the stove <laughs> where did chili on the stove I, Just right off the bat, can of chili. It's which got is a I, delicious item, but forever is it burned the look? into my psyche because of Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy. Ah, uh, because yeah. there's that one shot where his office isn't quite as grim, but it always, as a kid, I was like, "You just have one burner," and he didn't. He doesn't even have the chili in a pot. It's just in the can. On the can. cooking it in the can. Yeah. I guess it's hobo lore, the beans, right, on the old campfire? Yeah. Is that where it comes from? Put them out between that two sticks. That old bean, if they're not careful with the pressure, you hear it's it gonna getting <laughs> crackling and getting full, about to expand, and I, explode. I would be lying if I said I didn't haven't done it many times in my life. Sure. Solely. I'm not judging. I'm not judging anybody in this. I have no leg to stand on. No judgment leg to stand on, which is a good place. I'm sure we'll find out the... Uh, chemical reaction of the tin and the oh, open flame probably <laughs> that can of chili that i consumed on that dinty more slightly yeah, they toxic say, they even say you shouldn't like store your food that comes in a can directly back in the fridge with a piece of foil over it because it can how am i, I supposed know, to cook off that hot botch so you heat it on the oven it releases the chems and then you cool it and it solidifies the chemicals in You just there. don't scratch the side. You just eat out the middle. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The Teflon pans that we cook out of oh, that are God. so chipped and just flaking off into our food, man. Oh. Ooh, that's a lot of pepper just... in this one. The food goes down my esophagus like a water slide. <laughs> so Teflon coated. <laughs> really is like um, in like the chemical era. I'm sure uh, we all just have a little, like, uh, we all got little pockets just waiting to expand, just full of, uh, you know, a polyurethanes and right. just fucking spraying, spray paint, spray paint, yeah. is a, my... like the aerosols of spray paint. Of course, you ever spray paint and you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's paint. particles of paint that's what's it called aspirated into your lungs like that shit doesn't like right. that's why people wear masks back out of your skin yeah but who, who wears a mask come on i know there's a shortage I, I certainly know that you and i didn't use a mask when we spray painted in your studio apartment and nearly both <laughs> asphyxiated oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh, maybe yeah. we should open a window i'm gonna be the first person that like the only person in history, when the doctor finally comes back with a, a grim notice, I go, yeah. Or what? What is, what is like a crook say? Like, 
What took you so long? Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get from me oh my god they're i've been waiting horrible oh god like i like i said with uh or um uh who says it uh doug stanhope he's like i don't go to the doctor because <laughs> this is such a gross grim joke i don't go to the doctor because i don't want to know i have cancer until it's coming out of my mouth <laughs> Jesus. Like, so just so grim and horrifying <laughs> and if you know how he lives his life you're like that guy speaks from, from the a, pit of honesty that's why it's he... funny because that comes from the the island of truth that he has planted his flag into oh yeah i mean he's in so many words with his lawyer he he's written an entire book about how he assisted his mother's suicide basically god damn Funny, he's but a, bleak. He is like he is of another age. Oh, he's his own fucking beast. We started, and what's interesting about him, real like I now realize like he's he ebbs and flows, right? With like just skirting like he's had multiple opportunities where Doug could Doug. Where where he could, you know, be let's call a sep different tier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But he likes to he just fucking, he lives in Bisbee, Arizona. He likes the people that he lives next to, his neighbors. He hangs out. He does probably some road dog shows and does his podcast and does his thing. But like Johnny Depp wanted to make a biography about him or a That's biopic about him. To me. And he wanted to play Doug Stanhope. So Doug has stories about hanging out in Johnny Depp's castle in fucking London. And you're like, oh, like and he's like i have party stories but i can't tell you about them and now we all kind of know a little bit about johnny depp the other person who loves doug stanhope who stanhope is like yeah i have crazy party stories because he's like i love your stand-up come party with me is fucking marilyn manson and Ooh. now we know a little bit about him yeah there so we go. doug truly does attract the a certain caliber of individual What's interesting, though, is I truly don't believe Doug Stanhope is of that caliber. No, I don't either. Whatsoever. I think he's like an incredibly generous and honest person. It shows me that those people view his work as him, where he's right. like, no, you don't understand. Like, it's I'm a performance. Like, I love that. Right. Yes, it's the idea of Marilyn Manson not understanding what like a performance character is but as we've come right, to learn exactly. he's never divorced himself from his sex dungeon D&D portion of his crummy mind uh yeah he is a crumb bum i would have loved to oh. hear the exact opposite like marilyn manson oh, I, too. is like yeah. a like a 49ers fan. <laughs> I mean, <like> just, <laughs> That's even better. He just drinks Amstel lights in his garage. Like, I guess I've I want him, him as a Pittsburgh Steelers. Man. I want him to be who Alice Cooper actually is. Like, right. I right. play a monster. I play a monster on television, but actually, uh, I love sloppy Joe's and golf and beer. I love beer. Like a Paul Newman. Yeah. Paul Newman. Loved beer and garages. That's what I want from my... He loved beer garages. And not even like... He he had like two kind of cool cars, right? Like, didn't they tell stories? Like, he's like, you got to check out my Toyota. It's only got 50,000 miles on it. Oh, yeah. No, that it's was like... the story that um, David Letterman told uh, uh, Seinfeld on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Because uh, Paul Newman gave Letterman like a... 
Subaru Outback with right. like a V16 <laughs> engine in it. And he's like, Amazing. if I drive it too fast, the car will explode. Uh, so, yeah, he just had like dumb cars with cool engines in them because that was really funny. That Yes. Yeah, right. That's what people need to do. We talk about it time and time again. If you're not utilizing your wealth in an enjoyable way, if you're just acquiring things, just get a little more creative with yeah. your, not just wealth, but wealth and celebrity. Like, Anybody can, um, you know, be abusive and beat their wives, but not everybody people. can, can, you know, secretly bring people over as Marilyn Manson and you take off your white face paint and it's a gold and blue, gold and red <laughs> Half face paint, and you got 49ers you got your on your towel. chest. <laughs> right, touchdown. <laughs> oh, You're like, is that God. Jerry Rice? Yeah, yeah, he's making Gatorade cocktails. He's, yeah, he's he's getting the kettle corn ready. Joe Montana's taking a dump. He helped me build the garage bathroom. It's just Elbow. That's Bundy's what happened garage. to Joe Montana. He's getting his butt cheeks slathered in a, a dungeon room <laughs> by Marilyn Manson. He he's in his cream the- room. <laughs> I had heard he was me. a fan. He's got the gimp mask on. I'm yeah, Joe Montana. Gimp mask, Zip. His gimp mask has copper lining for his arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. They're like so copper lined bondage wear uh, for the elderly. If you're listening, uh, Mikey Day in SNL, you can have it. Yeah, that's it's, pretty It starts good, like right? one of those crappy deep cable copper oh my the aches and pains of with joe day in life as you put on a spiked hood <laughs> oh my god who would be uh, the, the perfect cu- the, the dick knife hurts my lower back oh right yeah and it's like uh uh you know for enlarged prostate it's like saw palmetto pills or whatever <laughs> squirt on the end of a fucking horse's tail and stick it on your butt <laughs> I'm not saying. yeah exactly but the weird thing is like yeah you can go classic like they do it like yeah old quarterback of course they're gonna sell it but sometimes you see the best spokesperson like one spokesperson i saw is not even an old sports figure He's an old sports broadcaster. Oh, that's a, the best. You know, you got that on deep a discount. fucking pull. That's Chris Collinsworth. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's like, he's like from Mike and Mike in the morning or something. Oh, God, yeah. Um, That's what I was saying with Car Talk Guy. Like, eBay has serious money. Aren't they owned by Google? They couldn't get Danica Patrick. So somebody, like, what do you think Car Talk Guy costs? A lunch, a hot lunch. He he's jerk practice wages, I bet. And he's probably like, I take a quarter every time you air it, so he's making fifteen bucks a day. He's like a day trader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always trying to trade. His he's like, come on, I gotta, I got. He's always trying to like wheel and deal different markets. I brought my own lunch, on. so can you just forward me the fifteen bucks I would have had for the hot lunch I'm owed? And it's like, just ask oh, for money. He's like those crooks, those NBA referee crooks that they they brought down this huge fraud scam is because they could uh apply for reimbursement for mm-hmm. all their air travel and like hotel <laughs> so perfect right so they would they created all these fake um 
uh, travel vouchers or receipts and fake hotel receipts and everything, but they would just drive from game to game right. and sleep in their cars. That's just, that was going to be my <laughs> guess. So fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, to make I an extra it. what a flight let's say you're flying from milwaukee to chicago 45 minute flight like that's a 150 dollar ticket no 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 but they could they were allowed to voucher like first class tickets like it was Ooh. hundreds and uh, here, hundreds of fifty thousand dollars a year it just shows scam. insight into where my mind if i was a crooked ref i'm flying economy well, you would get away because... with it you'd have the days in you'd mm-hmm. have the receipts. Row, row G, middle seat. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be like, this guy can't be forging this shit. He's, He's only staying at a with La Quinta. $1,500. But that's a sweet... But you, sweet they're paycheck. still sleeping in their cars. <laughs> you still, you're back, and then you got to ref a whole NBA game? Like, you're on your feet running around. Oh, but then, the, then they were... You can't sleep all. in a RAV4. I love so this is coming from that podcast from that remember years ago that guy that got caught like point shaven right yeah yeah but they made a podcast about him and and in so many words he's like just go back and watch this game this game this game and this game with this ref this ref this ref and this ref that's not me and you tell me every ref in the NBA isn't shaving points and you go back and you see clips and you're like oh. Okay. Like there's never been a legitimate, just like there's never been a legitimate election, there's never been a legitimate basketball game ever played. That's so funny. There's a a cool uh, series on Netflix called Bad Sports. Mm. And one of I heard about the it. episodes yeah. is about this basketball player who played in I think it was in Arizona. Um, he was like an up and comer. He was supposed to be of one of those cla- like I think he was like in the Fab Four era, maybe earlier. But he, everybody was like, he's the guy. He's carrying this team. He's inspiring people. And it's just one of those things where he, some scumbag bookie got him when got he him. was young. And because he's, like, his family needed money and, like, his his ticket is the NBA. His ticket is, like, he's got to make money now in college. Just the guy got him hooked on, like, hey, you guys got to win this game by five to cover the spread. So that was the whole sell for the player was like, oh, cool. We're not losing. We're not dumping a game. Right. I can. It's tough to do as a player. Back in the fourth quarter and they show clips. It's like, yeah. guy scores fucking 30 points. And then in the fourth quarter, just like, I don't know how to dribble anymore. And then just how he gets players into it and like how they get the paydays and the. And then eventually it's the hooks. They get the hooks in you and they're like, now you need you're to fucked. lose a game. Exactly. And they're like, yep. but we don't want to lose. We were winning before. And they're like, we got dirt on you, dude. You're you're in for a penny. You're in for a fucking pound now, bro. Yeah. It's like, oh, because you know, you're a kid. You're a fucking kid. And you're like, I mm. need money. I'm not losing the game. All I'm doing is not trying as hard in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Like, what am I really doing wrong? That, there's a famous, uh, it's called the Boston College scandal or whatever. Oh, the same yeah. thing, basket basketball point shaving. But what's interesting about that is like years later or how it broke is when the Lufthansa thing happened. You, a lot of people know it from Goodfellas. It was this huge heist. Oh, at, right. It they used boosted to be an airport. all that cash. They boosted like a Lufthansa flight used to come in, bring cash in. It'd stay in a safe over the weekend and then it would get distributed. 
and they just got an in with a guy who had the key. It was this scheme, but it was like at the time, you know, it was huge, like millions and millions mm-hmm. of dollars. It was even a million then, but if you go yeah. for inflation, it's just this huge score. And that's the stuff in Goodfellas where you see people start to get like killed off because yeah. De Niro doesn't want to link back around. to him. And uh, they ended up bringing in Henry Hill, who had like had a, like a little side gig to it, like kind of <laughs> connected here and knew about it. They brought him in to ask about it. He's like, I couldn't have been involved because I was in Boston shaving points. And they're like, what? (laughs) So basically that's how they got another division looking over at this. And like, they broke the whole Boston point shaving scandal. All because they wanted Henry Hill for Lufthansa. That's crazy. I forgot about that whole connection. Mm hmm. Oh man. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, you, had a really nice observation about our new mayor of New York City, mm-hmm. Eric Adams. It was bringing it back I to know the streets that you fell as you had fallen asleep early. Yeah. Um, so we everybody was still up, and we were like, "Oh, cool! We'll just throw on, you know, the Hulu ABC special." Sure. We turned it on, and I was like, "This is the most amazing New York tableau." I've ever seen. And we we will pretty much watch the ball drop every year. And I don't recall. Maybe it's because now that I'm old, like when I was younger, I didn't watch the ball drop because I was either working or we were out doing stuff. Sure. But I don't recall ever the mayoral transition happening. I don't either. Around right, right. the ball dropping. But yeah. we tune in and you got old Billy D, Billy de Blasio, like hooting and tooting around the stage. And he's got like, the genie from Aladdin and the Phantom from Phantom of the Opera, and they're doing like a cha cha. It's like, what is going on? And I was like, wait, and then they're like, and at midnight, he's going to hand over the key to the city. And I was like, what is this? Is that, right. Is and it's that, yeah, like, yeah, go ahead. Which also just adds to it because I don't know if you know, like, Bill de Blasio isn't like, he uh, comes across as a big dumb dope. But he's like from a political fan, like he's like a Van Buren, oh, yes. or yep. like one of the mm-hmm. lost tweeds. And he worked. He's been in politics since like nineteen. He was like since nineteen sixty eight. He was like working on shut ins and shit, or lock ins or whatever. Anyway, yeah. so it's just like he's pulling the De Blasio. Like I'm a man of the people card. Hey genie, let's you want to dance? Yeah, of course he's full of shit. I was like, ugh, gross. De Blasio, you're gross. And then. Stuff happens, ball drop, and then they do the swearing in of the new mayor. And Ash was in the other room. She was talking to friends and her mom. And Harvey was asleep. And I was like, I don't know if anybody is also watching this, but the new mayor, Eric Adams, was on the stage and had this picture. And I was like, oh, it's probably like a family member, of course. And I kept getting a glimpse and I was like, yo, no. Eric Adams is a true blue New Yorker. Oh, yeah. And Burrowite. For those of you who have not lived in New York, I only caught a glimpse of the idea of this when we lived there. There was a time mm-hmm. where it was in vogue to get a portrait of a loved one overlaid inside a giant brandy snifter slash chalice. So and good. Yep. I swore to God because they were moving it around. I was like, it's over an Italian flag. 
And Eric Adams is an Italian, spoiler alert. Or he might be partially Italian, I don't know. He could be, he could be. I will say that was just your sweet, lovely mind taking Italian flag. Uh, it was a um, a thorny rose, thorny rose yep. that was adorned on the beautiful brandy snifter of his, I'm sure, and lovely mother. This but... is no slight. I was just like, that is so awesome. Perfect. And Perfect. I was he is a man of the people. That's what I was like. I feel like someone in his group was like, we gotta choose this because this is gonna look what it did to me. It triggered me, man of the people. Oh sure. He's from Absolutely. the working class folk. They do there is an argument to be made that because he was running against um what could be seen from a lot of people as where they want the Democratic Party to go like uber progressive he's running yeah. against andrew yang who wants mm-hmm. universal income and um i don't know if cynthia nixon was running but he was running against a lot of uber yeah uber uber progressive um Very liberal, i don't know if i'm lady. putting the right label super liberal and he's democrat but he's like uh he's crime's out of control he's a fucking cop he's like people are poor but what we need to do is like actually give them subsidies for housing and not a check because they're yada, yada, yada. Anyways, liberal, but more towards the right. center. And ultimately, they're saying in New York, at least, people were like, yeah, like, I'm noticing we're getting mugged more. <laughs> right. like, I don't like getting mugged. So he got elected. I don't like um, my car or home being broken into. And those people that are voting like that are the people who have brandy snifters mm-hmm. above their mantle because they're in the neighborhoods where people are getting mugged more. Yeah. And where, when they have less cops, the cops don't go anymore. The people that vote for Andrew Yang have a snifter in the, their hand. The people that vote for <laughs> Eric Adams have a snifter with their Uncle Tony. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. People that vote for Andrew Yang, Yang has custom ice that looks like his mother. Uh, people that vote for uh, Andrew Yang have Brandy in their snifter. People that vote for Eric Adams have their cousin Brandy in a snifter. <laughs> that's how it works. That's that's the way New York is going. And I love it. And also, yes, the politicized uh, politics and um, disgusting culture have forever been melded. If you think that you're going to separate and politics are going to all of a sudden be crisp, clean, mm-hmm. and their own thing. You have only to look at the key being handed over in Times Square under the uh, Planet Fitness-sponsored ball yeah. being dropped for the mayor of the biggest city in the country, yeah. the, the the hub of economics in the world. It's it's not like it's just not a separate entity no, anymore. It can't be when Bill De Blasio's doing the Macarena like, <laughs> with the Taco Macarena. Bell dog. When he comes out, it's like Alibaba had them forty. <laughs> it's just like I don't take you seriously anymore. So why even try? Well, and why it was like try? last year, one of the big set pieces of it, and I was like, oh, you, speaking of you being like, well, you got to know where your bread's buttered. You know, right. politics is politics. It was sponsored by China. They had a big, like, come visit China ad campaign. <laughs> really? Breaking up. That's interesting. Yeah, and I was like, hmm, 
that's something, isn't it? Is China... I'm going to word this properly. I don't even think it... it Just whatever people can construe. It has nothing to do with the people of China. I'm going back to an age... I'm, I'm talking risk here. Okay? Yes. The game risk. Mm-hmm. Can, this will make things more clear. Is the country of China... Are they putting their pieces on all the boards? Yeah, the CCP seemingly is. Yeah, right? They're on a hot streak. They're on a hot streak with the dice right now. They got the dice rolling, right? Like, should we, like, as America, the risk America? I'm not talking about any citizens whatsoever. I'm talking about if politics could be separated as national governments. Yeah. Should we put our dukes up or what? And if we do, are we flying over? Are, is Jimmy Stewart taking us over? Or are we generational millennials? <laughs> is this country just totally <laughs> fucked, quite frankly? No, it seems to be... Well, it's like the, the leader, Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping, yeah. Uh, and you, it's always a good sign when you make yourself the king. R- right. He rewrote the tenants and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be in charge until... I die. I die, yeah. Which isn't necessarily the best sign, because he's very aggressive economically, very aggressive militarily. So it's like he will be in charge for the foreseeable future, so you have to deal with his vision for the expansion. Because we've talked about before, like the Belt and Road Initiative, they want to build a road from China down through asia western asia down into africa like they want a highway they want the american highway system they want the panama canal yeah is he teddy roosevelt is he theodore rex can he get it done is he gonna start a revolution between egypt and uh tanzania so he gets his the proper contract that's the thing about him if he if which he is if he re- had the constitution rewrote to make him a legitimate quote unquote autocrat then there is no wheeling and dealing with him right the only thing you that america genuinely has or whatever other countries are called um uh conglomerates mm-hmm. not the right word a unified what what is the word i'm looking for Countries that are together. Oh, allies. Allies, whatever, yeah. An allied front um, is like, hey, if you do this, everyone's affected, including you. Like, don't do that or the entire global economy will fall, including yours. Right? That's the only thing, because you can't, like, negotiate. It seems like the grifters are getting remorse, because the grifters have ran the table for a while. And I mean government grifters from across the globe. Because yeah. what China did for so long, they're like, hey, cool, we got a lot of money. You want money? Yeah. Like, Fuck yeah, I want money. Like, are there any strings attached? And they're like, eh, couple, couple, But cool. you get the money now. Money. It's like a reverse mortgage. China's been giving reverse no, mortgages. No, so they've been doing, like, the mafioso, like, dishing, dishing money, dishing money to countries. Like, look at Hollywood. Hollywood yeah. gleefully took Chinese money and gleefully edited and changed movies and didn't cast actors and like cha- like they totally bent a knee to China because they liked the money, and right. then China never upheld its part of the deal, and so they're like, "Hey, wait a second, you're not gonna do your half of the deal?" And they're like, "No, 
That's what they're doing to these small countries. They're giving them all this money. That's what I was going to say, right? building the things, and they're like, but now we own your country, so we're going to do whatever we want to do. Right. Don't they own, like, a ton of property in Africa? Yeah. Right? Like, and that's what they're saying. They're like, I don't know if you'd call it neo-imperialism, but they're like, America, you kind of missed the boat because the money they're giving is under the guise of aid. Yes. But in a lot of places, the aid is going to warlords, Mm -hmm. right? That will do their bidding for more money. Just let them totally unresearched in my what I'm saying. By the well, way, no, they'll like for example, like there, I forget where it is. It's a port city, but they've just built this. They've literally built like a fucking fort, like a castle, mm-hmm. and it's on this shipping lane. And it's super, nobody knows how deep it goes or what it's for, but it's pretty intense looking structure, right? And it's all segregated the chinese workers they live inside this complex they're not allowed to if they go out they can't associate with the people of the regions because they're like nope just the, so it is just like it is like risk they're There's just risk. little chunks yeah, and then they put them in the fence around. we get what we want now yeah. people are like that doesn't seem very nice we let you in our country and then you kick us kick us out but then can't associate the... with my friend but then the other side is like, but those noisemakers that you guys make are so much cheaper than the ones from right, Detroit. Exactly. But your furniture. Those little rubber things that you turn inside out and they pop up in the air. So much cheaper than the ones made in Pennsylvania. Right. Well, and that's our... I think China owns a ton of real estate in the South, too. Oh, yeah. They're by, uh, farms, which is huge. Yeah. Real estate, a lot of real estate. Like, obviously, the thing in New York, they own a ton of real estate in New York. So they're just drinking more Mountain Dews at the risk table than we are. Yeah. They're more honed in. Yeah, they're focused. They're on a roll. They're streaking. But they're that's streaking. what the, the Western scumbags all got together. And they're like, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. You can get loans from us, guys. You know us. We'll screw you a little bit less. So that's that's where the war is. It's this or later, economic right. tug of war where it's like, look what China did. Buckles. Kick them out. Give us the forts. We'll let you come in. Sure. And that's it. So, it's like, so it legit is. Neo, yeah. It's like, so I obviously you can all tell I'm reading Theodore Rex. So I'm reading yes. a biography of Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, such a good book. Oh, it's so good. Ian, is it Ian Moore? It doesn't matter. Um, it's really fantastic. And but ultimately, like this sounds like exactly what we did a hundred and twenty years ago when we won uh the Spanish American War. We were like, "Hey, we freed you guys for us." And by the way, Spain, we want a chunk of the Philippines. And Philip, the Philippines were like, "This is great. We've been we're under free. Spanish rule for so long." And we're like. We're going to stay. We're good dudes, but we're going to kind of milk all your resources for a while. But we're cool. We're America, man. Spain, they were buttholes. We're not so holy. We're the butt. We're not the whole. We're the cheeks. We're the the cheeks. (laughs) Yeah. We turn the other cheek, man. (laughs) And like we said a couple podcasts ago, that's when they ripped our soldiers' dicks off and put them in their eye sockets. Because you turn the other cheek, man. 
Don't turn your cheek. And those on. chaps, angry you revolutionary. What you're dealing we with? We sent those. We <laughs> sent those. We sent our soldiers over and those Adidas chaps. <laughs> like you, this too can be yours. I think they took like, Rough Rider a little too liberally. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh my god. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot has changed. No. I was thinking there was another. What else have we got on here? Let's see. Um, do you know what serving size of Doritos is only nine chips? That's grotesque. Isn't it? That all comes back to my having, like, eh, maybe I should eat a little better in 2022 to bring her back around. I was like, fucking nine chips? I ate a bag of Doritos in nine minutes. <laughs> right. There I needs mean, to be a clock on it. It was here. nothing. It was nothing. Nine chips. That's criminal. That's <laughs> criminal. I feel like we all need to agree to just put what's the full caloric intake on a full bag of Doritos. Uh, I yes. need to be all honest. Don't give me no nine chip portion so it sounds sensible. I need to see how unsensible eating a whole bag of Doritos is. Well, that's what happened. That's that's old de Blasio. Actually, I think it was the mayor before him. They're like, you need to put your calorie content on your packaging, and all scumbag lobbyists do is like, oh yeah, we'll do that, but we're going to lobby um, serving sizes, so we get to determine what our serving size is, and conveniently, it's under the amount of caloric intake that isn't healthy. So a serving size is nine chips. When we all know a bag of Doritos, all right, maybe it's not a full bag for people, but it is. So say it's a half yeah. bag. You need to put your serving size as a half bag. Don't even tell me chip. Tell me weight. Exactly. No, give, give me, me serving size in handfuls. Give me like mood. Give me a mood chart because that's ah, where you're at. Sizes. If you're the red frowny face, that's a full bag. Give me the whole full bag caloric intake. Mm-hmm. Then you got your yellow, Meh, indifferent. It's like at the doctor's office. Half a bag. Sure. And then a reasonable or, amount. What's a handful going to be? Twenty chips. With. Uh, a handful, yeah, 15, 20 chips. You, Give you me that. put one handful and then you sneak a couple chips on top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Try and teeter it. They should be the side of, of sandwich portion. Put on the side of the plate with your sandwich. But then, I don't, yeah. serving sizes are listed. Tell me how many chips are in that bag. That's mm-hmm. where the revolution comes in. Once they have to serving tell sizes. you how many fucking chips are in that bag, so you can do the math yourself, riots in the streets. They're like, there's only you're telling me there's only 52 Doritos in one fucking bag. That's five dollar oh, yeah. bag of chips. Yeah, and then you do the math. I want to know how much a chip. Now we're doing STEM. This is like STEM. Give me. Let's have people do mental which, math. Which there are grants for. Uh, if this qualifies for a STEM grant, <laughs> 2022 might be a non-working year. 2023, Rikers. But 2022 yep. STEM grant for Dorito counts. Gotta have that. You know, a serving size of Skittles is 27 Skittles. That to me seems reasonable. Yeah, I don't think I could. Isn't do that good? More than 27 Skittles. That's a lot of Skittles. That's what I thought. And then I looked at Doritos and I oh, got angry. Is what I got. <laughs> I got angry. Getting heed. I'm not going to be able to fit in my 2022 Jock Thong. <laughs> It's not like my serving size. I mean, that's what I'm doing my math to. It's my jock. Man, we just finished. There's a great documentary on, speaking of jock thongs in New York. Uh, It's called uh, Scene of the Crime, I think. 
Times Square. Okay. Uh, All right. It's about these murders that happened in Times Square in the late 70s, early 80s. It's three episodes long. Uh, it's your typical, like, true true crime. Like, you know, you have, unfortunately, dead, Format, dead yeah. people. Sure. Uh, but they do give you a lot of cool historic reference for Times Square. And, like, the history of Times Square and, like, how it became such a porno capital. Mm. You know, like, okay, so much of it is just its location, its timing. Because I didn't even, I was like, duh, of course. The reason there ended up being so many pornography theaters in Times Square is because in the 19-teens, that's where all of the actual theaters and movie theaters were. So as people are like, "Ah, I don't like this kind of movie anymore, it just falls to ill repair. So they're like, it's still a fucking movie theater. I got Hans and Tony making me some hot pictures, selling it to me for a lunch. Right, and I twenty see. bucks, yeah, and then yeah. you start you start playing the pornography. Started as the quarter peep shows, and you just see all. Well, what came? What? Go ahead. Go well, ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to cut you. Well, I was going to say. So where does did that slime come from? The streets in, or did the slime ooze out? Right, because Times Square was all the peep show theaters, but yeah. was that after like Times Square became basically Escape from New York? And it, then the peep shows came in, it, or was the peep they, shows they, and they're like, together. you know what, if we're going to watch butt cheeks on the big screen, yeah. let's just do heroin across the street, too, in the open. No, it seemingly happened, like, in parallel, like, one would tug the other as time went by. Sure. Because okay. it was such a, a, a hub for all the train lines, the uh, Port Authority bus terminal, Amtrak, mm-hmm. like, if you're coming into town on, basically... It all comes from like businessmen or pigs. Men in general I, I can be that. pigs. So yeah. because it no, was I, a, a thriving hub agrees. of travel, people are coming in for work. They're coming in for business. This is just got this it. go go go. You got newsstands, and then on the fringe, you got to have a dirty bookstore. Sure. If you're out of town, you got a hotel room. You just like pop into that dirty. So it started to evolve from the dirty bookstore i follow starts to get a little bit more money as time goes on people get a little bit more liberal a little bit less you know less chaste society and then this one guy basically the father of the scummy Times square starts a is he an indian fellow i don't think or egyptian fellow or anything uh i think i know who you're talking about it's not that guy okay sorry Um, okay he starts the quarter peep show. And then that just mm. becomes like, they just say it. They're like, hey, it's a guy on his lunch. Like, so guys, they take their lunch break. Just know, throw the quarters crazy, in and right? like, take 30 seconds. So they're like, all right, time for a sandwich. Yep. Pigs. And I've always been curious about this because it's not like a quarter into like a slot machine where you see like digital, like at, these were peep shows. You put a quarter in, mm-hmm. a screen goes up, yeah. and it's just a woman in a booth, right? Yeah, that's what they became. Some of them that's became fascinated me. Like since the I've light heard comes that. on and you uh, crack the back, snap those little speedos up, get to work, Selick. Someone threw a quarter in the slot. <laughs> <laughs> that quarter should go into the slot, and then a mechanical arm should throw it at the person <laughs> to wake them up. 
And I'm 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 envisioning Selleck, obviously, because I know like how denigrating that is for that's what's it doesn't yeah. fascinate me because I'm like, ooh, it fascinates me in the piggishness of yeah. like you're gonna sit in this clear box, scumbag from advertising down the street's gonna put a quarter, a screen's gonna come up, you're gonna do a snake move, mm-hmm. and then the screen's gonna come yeah. down. Take a break. And do, can you put two quarters in for the screen to stay up longer, or does the screen? I think there has to be the break. The cool down, union cool down. I think it's probably on some sort of geared armature system where, like, you can't just put two quarters in. Do you think it started? Was there like, did it actually boost like, like a curtain? The old we're curtain bring in five hundred jobs, <laughs> so it actually had a curtain puller. All these old eighty-year-old ushers, Windex. I saw the Zigfield Follies. <laughs> Throw a nickel at him yeah, to the- open the curtain. Excuse me, sir. The usher with a flashlight. Is that uh, outside Twizzlers? <laughs> Just weird, because you know there was like a regular, right? Like, oh yeah, is Tina in? So every lunch break, Tony goes to see Tina for fifty. Oh cents. yeah, they and they talk about because the first ones were the movie ones, which I assume are the yes. ancestors of the classic Nickelodeon crank machines, mm-hmm. which yep. is literally just a flip, a dirty flip book. Right, Hansi's I mean, the best dirty flip book man in the business. Um, so it just uh, evolves from there. Like it, it's and it's fascinating because you watch it and they have all these clips of Times Square. And you hear these stories and you're like you said, it's like the heroin addicts and pimps and criminals and mafiosos. Maybe it's the era they film the footage. It is from all walks of life, young to old, men and women. And they're just like, you know, just because it is a sight to see. Right. Despite all of the sexual connotations it would become. It's like, oh, and I was like, that would be one of those spot like. Historic, like New York of that era, to, get, to mm-hmm. walk through. But then, in particular, like Times Square, you got to check it out. Absolutely. And then, as I started to extrapolate, like, oh yeah, you're gonna go. And then I was like, I can't always come back to the the most brilliant thing about the brilliant movie of Back to the Future is Doc Brown's briefcase of irid money. Yeah, right. <laughs> so my immediate thought was, like, I go back, pop into these newsstands, you know, check this stuff out, and I was like. I don't have any era-appropriate money! I'd be trapped in the 70s and I'd be poor! Oh, <laughs> you'd be poorer than the poor in the I 70s. Know, I'd be the trick, because oh, I'm out man. of place. I have you'd no frame usher. of reference. I, I've fallen out of time. And I was like, why are you getting so anxious? In your fantasy, you either are smart enough to build a time machine or find <laughs> <Right>. one. But <laughs> right. I was like, but I'd be trapped in the past and I'd be broke! I have a bunch of bills that, you know, um, when you go to deposit money, a lot of times if you have a bill yeah. older than like 1980, it won't even accept the bill. Yeah. So. But then I think got, about I got it. some money for it. Then I was with. like, I think you got some silver, some coins. And I was like, you have enough pocket change for one trip in a time machine. Yeah. And then you can never go back because you can't spend any money. And I was Casey, like, well, then are... I could be a hobo and beg for ear. And I was like, in your fantasy about time travel, you you are fantasizing about being a hobo, so you can get enough quarters to buy comic books. Casey, don't worry, you'd be high thonging it on the corner. Like that's the part we forget about 
is just like uh, Civil War era where all those draft drafters, Union drafters were waiting at the docks for the boats to come in for Ireland. It's like, you want three hots in a cot? Join the Union Army. That's all the 70s <laughs> that's the, that's in Times Square the, was waiting the, for the buses to get off. They were like, hey, you ain't got no money from Nebraska? Put on these, put on these briefs, <laughs> and you and you, go down the street. You neglected to mention the Union Army is the name of the the gay swingers bar. Yeah, join oh, the Union yeah. Army. <laughs> They're on these slacks. You're like, but wait, I did I set my time machine wrong? It's All right, I guess I'm going to the front. Hunky oh, Abe Lincoln. Front. All right, it's a, it's a Union Army <laughs> gay that's review. Hilarious. Oh, that is funny. Just reenact yeah, the that's whole wh- arc of the Civil War. Chippendale style. That's wh- that's a market that we are missing for sure. Is you have all your celebs at the burlesque shows. You have your Diana Rosses and your Liza Minnellis. We Warren G. Hardons, <laughs> Abraham Stinkins, <laughs> like a presidential burlesque review. There you go. That would be great. Andrew Johnson. Don't even have to change the name. Nope. LB. Uh. LB, LB, leave him hanging there. Yeah, Harding, <laughs> Warren Harding, done. Oh yeah, LB just like <laughs> just imagine. Warren, I don't know why Warren Harding has two like Smith pewter hammers. Dink, <laughs> dink, dink. <laughs> working up a lather. Oh, that is pretty. I don't good. believe he was a metal smith. <clears throat> he was a newspaper man. This just in, set in type, really sweaty, Me. hunky type. <laughs> in a printing press <laughs> oh god yeah that would be i'd i'd go see it in a heartbeat oh, i'd go see Hell yeah it. start with george washington couple powdered wigs as booby tassels oh you gotta start with the suds he's washington people oh, washing washington. him <laughs> washington <laughs> I got it. <laughs> They're like, wow, these guys are real literal. Going for real it. Real literal. Yeah. I can't wait to see Grover Cleveland <laughs> steamer. Oh, he's in a cutoff Browns jersey, mesh, football bats. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, what? Oh, Marilyn Manson, the Browns fan. He'd be there every night. Bring out Cleveland. This Browns winning. Set. Hut, 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 hut. <laughs> this has nothing is... to do with the president. It's just his name is a city football. Okay. These guys have a vision. As soon as we get off this pod, I'm going to find Grover Cleveland's official White House portrait and putting a (laughs) midriff brown shirt on him immediately and sending it to Mitch Rose. He's got questionable piercings, or he gets a piercing live on stage. Fuck. I uh, listened to this podcast called... uh, Am I going to take us down a tangent at the end? It's called The President's Friend, Presidential Friends. Mm-hmm. So it's the history of not first ladies, not um, chief of staffs. It's like the friends who influence decision making. Mm-hmm. And Franklin Pierce, he was best friends with Nathaniel Hawthorne. Oh, shit. Because they, um, they went to like prep school together or whatever. Franklin Pierce is the biggest piece of shit, along with Nathaniel Hawthorne. They basically just, they were from um, Connecticut. No, not Connecticut, New Hampshire. They were New Hampshireites. And they just propagated slavery, basically just to keep lining their pot. They basically, those two, Scarlet Letter 
And old drunky Franklin Pierce just kept slavery around because they were profiting from it, from like their mill cities. There you go. And Nathaniel Hawthorne, just that simple. he didn't even really like slavery. He just kept it because like he got money. a weird ambassadorship to Liverpool. And he knew, if, <laughs> he knew if Franklin Pierce opposed slavery, he might not win re-election, which he didn't. And then he'd lose his ambassadorship. And he actually has a notes in his like little journal that says, like basically, it's like doing your own budget. Like, Casey Van Heel, if I sell this many comic books in this many years, I'll be able to do that. His is like... If I support Franklin Pierce, and that means I support slavery, and I keep this ambassadorship for six years, I won't have to work ever again. It's ding, like, ding, ding. <laughs> I could stay <laughs> in Liverpool forever. Oh, pieces of poop, these guys. And I didn't, like, Franklin Pierce died in Times Square in 1870. Like, he <laughs> died of cirrhosis of the motherfucking liver. Probably because he couldn't live with himself. But he also saw his kid decapitated in a... On the way to take the uh, oath of office, what? their train derailed. Did oh, you not know right. That? Okay. Yeah, I'd forgotten he, all about that. It was pretty rough. Pretty rough and tumble. Oh, boy. Remember what you were talking about? If you got that story and you go halfway through and just minor details. I'm sure Allison's listening to it going like, I got to look this up because I think, I think he's... everything's wrong. China <laughs> giving money to warlords. <laughs> Franklin Pierce, Nathaniel Hawthorne. Just think of that. a fever dream. President review. Pick, oh. pick your top ten. What are we doing? Ten? We gotta do, oh, you you gotta do, do Mount gotta Rushmore, to of course. Yeah, Teddy Rosa Svelte. Rosa Svelte. Yeah, Teddy He's Rosa Sweaty Svelte. and boxy. Pugilist. Thomas Jefferson Stunning. <laughs> oh, uh, that's your glam, your fab. Like He's got like a Ric Flair oh. robe. Ooh, I like that a lot. Did you know Rick Rude died at the age of 40 in 1999? Yeah. That broke my heart I know. when I found that out. Ravishing Rick Rude? Uh, oh, too soon. Man. That guy had a had at least Way 30 years soon. left. His son died, too. I keep taking us down these horrible <laughs> paths. I don't even know why. I, I think I saw a t-shirt with Rick Rude on it. Um, all right, you got, uh, if you're doing, you got George Washington. Getting washed, son. All right, you got George getting washed, son. Thomas Jefferson Stunning. Uh, Abraham Stinkin. Uh, Teddy Rosasfeld. That's the four. You got Warren G. Hard on because he's a fan favorite. LB. And you can put him in any order. Yeah. I like it. LB, just like he weighs hey. a pound, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, push ups. LB just push, doing push ups. Do a lot of or them, you need, though. You need somebody with a little, you know, a hefty for the hefties. Yeah. You know? You just slather Everybody himself. needs to identify themselves. Fragrant oils. Barack Obama. There you go. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, you gotta skip the see. bushes. No, it's too obvious. Or you can paint your um, picture. Uh Oh, that's... He, He's in. He's in the lobby. He's in the lobby. He's in that with a exactly. little bow tie. He's doing portraits. Randy portraits. Yeah. Randy caricatures. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Well, James Polk. Yeah. You know what I mean, we had Cleveland. Right. Oh yeah, Cleveland footballer. <laughs> and then you got one more to round out that fantasy. I mean, lineup. we could go with Pierce. He's your like alt. Oh, yeah. Piercings, oh, yeah. You, you got an alternate. He's Pierce. also but, moody because of his drinking. Oh yeah, he's got the he's modeling a, melancholy. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a sexy Chris Angel. Oh, I can see that. Sinewy. Yeah. He was very sinewy. Like the crow. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> and Nathaniel Hawthorne. <laughs> the crow. There, see? Right, he wrote The Crow. Oh, that's a pretty, that's pretty round. And Hawthorne's his stagehand, his hunky stagehand, as they do, like, dance magic. You got magic. William Howard Shaft. Hey! William Howard Shaft. William Howard Shaft. <laughs> there you go. That was, see, look how easy that was. So simple. And yeah, you can have, like, President's Day sales, you know? I'm like the lawyer at Jurassic oh, Park, a coupon day. Yeah. <laughs> Shaft's got the tub, hot tub. Oh yeah, he yeah exactly. He's got like the costume on, like uh, right, Karate like, Kid. Yes, like Daniel Larusso. Yeah, I love it. I don't think that's the turn the crank. Make it rain, William Howard Shaft. William Howard's Shaft, or Howard's End. <laughs> I love I love how much it's mixed. You're like. Is he wearing the Karate Kid costume from Karate Kid 1? And is, Why is, is his that... dick just hanging out? <laughs> so did he play for the Cleveland Browns? Is he still a president? <laughs> is, that, is that Jim Brown? Is nah, that the no. corpse of Brandon Lee? <laughs> yeah. what, are these presidents or not? The first one that came out was just a guy getting, <laughs> getting washed scrubbed, by his son. Getting washed like a car. Getting washed <laughs> by his son. <laughs> you hit him oh right up God. front. Hit him right in the mouth. I, oh, this is so dark, but I was laughing my ass off because I was like, uh, a genie comes out of a bottle, but he comes out of a bottle for the wrong guy or gal. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can grant you three wishes. What if one of the guy's wishes was like, I want to sleep with my neighbor's wife. He's like, ah, God. (laughs) not granting this wish uh was it like uh yeah i don't know it's a half it's a half thought idea it went it went down darker it's just turns. shitty wishes where the genie's just like, a no. really bad guy this is chaos magic it's about a process you can't just go right into it i can give you a lovely singing voice but then you have to sing a love song to woo her sir Nah, nah, nah. You can't just sing tool songs <laughs> at karaoke <laughs> night. deep inside the borderline. <laughs> oh, and that's not just that funny one, on its own. Guy that does tool songs, because they're each like eight minutes long. Oh, and, and intense. Yeah, and they got psychosexual. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> shut up! Up! Shut up! I don't think that's the term, but it's... He had a lot to say. They're like, oh my god, get that guy a fucking coffee. Any get song with- get Frank LaPierre's out of here. He's drunk. I would say you you could probably hang this above a karaoke machine. No tool. Can't. No karaoke of songs that have cool, creepy stop motion videos. I yeah. Uh, I just hang not, it up. That's not yeah. tool specific, but they do have a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not bad. Much like this podcast. <laughs> Cool, creepy stop motion. <laughs> I'm just thinking of oh, the president's review. We just stopped the motion of that uh, <laughs> momentum. Is what we just did. We just hit Ooh. the fucking. Let's go back wall. to Tool. Let's go back to the genie wish of the guy singing. See, that's hilarious. You're like, 
I will grant you a lovely singing voice to woo her with. And it just like, sings dual songs. It's too perfect. It's the monkey's paw. Sing yeah, another exactly. song. Any other song. Uh, I want to fuck you <laughs> like an animal. <laughs> oh, this guy. Who sh- How'd my lamp end up here? You ever heard any 50s love songs? Come on. He's better than the guy that said, uh, hey, I want to fuck a minor. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and he wasn't talking coal, I'm telling you. Uh, oh, that's, that's even funnier. The paw. <laughs> if, you, if that's your scumbaggy wish, and then the genie monkey's paws wish you the toughest, roughest, chappiest hands, like, I saw my friends die in the, the skink. Come here, lover boy. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Awful. That's perfect jerk practice right there. Right there. Get the audience horrified. Drop that quarter into the peep show at the shaft. <clears throat> Soil briefs. The peep show comes up. It's a lamp. <laughs> Just you a guy, rub it. It's a guy. The working. guy's a pedophile. Then he gets monkey pawed into it's an actual coal miner. And then to really jerk practice it in, we bring in the coal miner strike of 1902. <laughs> Just some bad history. <laughs> and you got time travel in there. Wants. Now I'm trapped in 1902. God, I hate these uh, Pinkerton. <laughs> oh, that's another guy ushering yep. Pinkerton. Meow. <laughs> oh. Well, this has been another I NPR production. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Guess I'm Hans. I'm Casey. Oh, oh, did I just see you hit the button? Did we miss that? I No, I got yours. Just start with yours. We're good. Did you get Omicron? You can roll mine when I said hello. Oh, no. <laughs> I was holding the... Man. I thought you had another minute at least. 100,000 people had to die for that joke. Of tech problems. Yeah, well, that's tech. Well, tw- if, if 2020 ain't like... 2022 ain't like 2021, then what? what is, what is? Yeah, that's true. It's just a continue. Maybe people will finally realize that the number change that is exactly it. that. Oh, yeah, I no. can't- 2022 is going to be such a good year. You're the same. Here's a great example. I was like, all right, 2022. I was in bed by 1030. Doesn't Mm -hmm. that doesn't that's that goes without saying. But, you know, the classic thought the next day, like, hey, you know, I could lose not necessarily lose pounds, but I could lean up a little bit. And then all I had to do was look into my cabinets. I was like, well, we have all this Christmas junk food left over. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to go out and buy healthy food when I can eat these Doritos. You can't compost those Doritos. No, no, no. cookies. You got to run through the old system. And then the instant thought was like, "Oh, twenty youth resolutions. You think you were? Yeah. You think you're so smart? I'm going to eat all these Doritos." And right, drink gotta, all this creamy cashew milk with you these cookies. Hit it right before that. You fell asleep too early. You should have been front loading. Send uh, yeah. yeah, no, I know. Down the pike. I thought about that, and I was like, I got like twelve cigars I need to smoke. 
in the next. Them up. Just all of them. Now you can parse them out one a month. Yeah. I guess they go bad. So. Hey, real quick before, because I know we're we're all moving on, but I got. I I wish I knew this before the Christmas holiday was over. It's over, but it is what it is. Yeah. Did you know that one of the greatest scenes considered in not just holiday but movie history is when Jimmy Stewart has a breakdown in uh, It's sure, a Wonderful sure. Life yeah, yeah, and he yeah. tips a table over and he's yelling at his kids. Right, well, he it wants turns to hang out the like yes, none of that was expected from anyone, but. What they didn't know is that Jimmy Stewart, that was the first movie that he didn't even want to do movies anymore. That was the first movie he did coming back from being a ace fighter pilot shooting down Nazis in World War II. And I guess he had horrible PTSD and like that faraway look and that strangeness in his eye. He like 50 years later would talk about it or 40 years later would talk about like how he just saw like he he was a commander so he would lead his um what whatever air platoon whatever was, his guys into combat was he older like was he yeah like yep. half a generation so he had like a decade yeah. on some of these kids yeah yeah he was the older certain. guy but yeah. he wasn't like shooting promos in world war ii right, no. he was leading people over uh he was bombing dresden man and anyways he talked he's like you know, just before he got back, like two of his guys got shot down in the air next to him, like they were winging him, because like, they were going in. So fucking! Oh my god! Can you? We we always talk about like how hard a generation is, and you go like, damn that Jimmy Jimmy Stewart. Where did he go to the? Did he go to Juilliard where he was pulling that really out of the depths of? Did he study with? No, you know, it's, it's when Goose, Rishimbo or whatever. Goose and Maverick. Uh, disappeared right in front of his eyes. Yeah, he saw like uh, a, a fifty caliber go through his buddy's spleen. Oh man! That anyways makes so much more sense about because the themes of that movie are bleak. Yes, yes, presented yes. in in a lighter tone because it is of a different era. That makes sense. He'd be like, "This is the only movie I ever want to make." And you're like, it's yeah. Christmas, but he wants to kill himself. And, and, and he was like, that's where Christmas I was. Stars talking about existence and whether it's worth it's worth it. But it, yeah, it still is a guy about to jump off a bridge and kill himself. And he's like, I was I was there. I was right there in his head. And you're like, oh, fucking hey, it's a good that, scene. That gives that movie another, another a little harder line. edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like the last time we talked was like. Christmas movies that it tweaks and makes it worse for you because you know the truth. That one. Yeah, you were talking about Elf. Yeah, that's a couple. Elevates. A couple matches. Elevates. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so funny uh, because like one of the greatest westerns of all time is starring him. And that's uh, the where man we shot get. Liberty Valance. Yes, and that's the yep. ascension of the meat-packed gut of John Wayne as. Rooster the greatest Conrad. action hero of all time who only stayed in Hollywood slugging martinis and steaks uh, while fucking Ted Williams. <laughs> like, I know, America's right? best and brightest are over fighting Nazis. He's like, I'd rather stay in L.A. Thanks. But, I, but that was the albatross around his neck. Like, who was the like the hardest ass director for the longest time? He directed um, The Treasure of Sierra Madre. Oh, it was. It's not John Houston. Bo- John Houston. John yeah. Houston. 
he was any chance he could he would take down uh john wayne again because again john houston was he was shooting movies but he was shooting on the on the banks of normandy you know what i mean yeah oh yeah like he was in the shit and so anytime john wayne came out as like a patriot or whatever he would tear him down i i think the other the more famous western director john ford was or maybe that's who i'm thinking of that's probably who you're thinking of because he filmed a lot of the iconic westerns like he filmed he shot the searchers he shot i think Mm. he shot rio bravo so he filmed all of those westerns that lifted him up and i don't doubt it because there i watched it recently there was a new movie about midway and they do have a scene where that he john ford an actor plays john ford and he's like get the cameras on this shit because he was making one of those propaganda movies starring john wayne and they're using actual footage and he's filming these planes and they're dropping bombs in front of him and he's just like out on this like and john wayne is there no 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 he's there to like film like like b shots of stuff and they're like why did you come to the pacific to do this because he's like it's my fucking duty and if i'm gonna make a movie about this war i'm gonna film this war and he was just there bombs are falling around obviously it's dramatized but like he was like on the front line i would think john like john wayne is literally if you think about the parallels other than the money although i'm sure he was very well off he basically he's a draft dodger like mm-hmm. donald trump i'm not going to get into a raspberry segment here but he's a draft dodger we he's, could also use our the the, the first raspberry the old reagan raspberry who also reagan. dodged the draft to fucking oh my he, Reagan not only dodged the draft, he put some of those guys coming back from the war onto a blacklist. (laughs) He's like, Reagan is, oh, Right, he called them communists, and they're like, wouldn't you be if I just saw the fall of civilization? Wouldn't you be a communist if the government wasn't paying for your, you know, uh, uh, prosthetic limb? They're like, eh. I was fighting in the jungle, and you know what they sent me? A fucking plague blanket. Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, so initial raspberry, John Wayne, very high on, on the horse of his uh, racism. He oh, uh, classic. Very, uh, there's that classic Playboy interview where you're like, uh, is this David Duke? <laughs> and then he walked out when Marlon Brando didn't accept an oh, Academy right, Award. Yeah. Instead, he like had... Um, I believe it was a couple activists that were mm-hmm. either they were the ones who took over that government building or that oh, were at uh, they, Wounded Knee, maybe. They may have Alcatraz. been part of the ones who um, had the sit-in in Alcatraz, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's she was part of that movement. And then, so John Wayne famously got up, maybe gave a beat fire and got out, yeah. Ugh, what a piece of shit. Oh, well, speaking uh, of, we were yeah. for Christmas, we got to... We did the panoramic Americana drive, and we got to pass through the birthplace of the one and only JW. Did you see like Leland's Soto picture Iowa. up on the wall for right. eating the ice cream cone? <laughs> Want it. <laughs> so did you take a tour? Nah, we got enough tour driving through. <laughs> just a, just a, just a oh. photo. 